Welcome Vikings fans to the first ever UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings fan club podcast. I am your host and general club's dog's body, Richard Dawson, and I am blessed to be joined by our vice president, Mr. John McDonald. And last but not least, I'm also joined by our Instagram tart and now standard show producer, Mr. Reese Field. Say hello, gentlemen. Evening. Evening. Or hello or morning, whenever you're listening. Thanks for being with us. Um, I know we've all got busy schedules, but always good to take some time out to talk about the Vikings. John, what did you do on your bye week? Anything good? Just relaxed and actually enjoyed watching NFL football for a change without the stress. Not often we get a stress-free weekend, so yeah, that's a good one. And Reese, what about you? What did you get up to? I had the uh, work office party, uh, so I went to that and avoided football at all costs just to try and recover from the uh, the heartbreak that we experienced on the trip. Oh, mate. Well, I hope you're uh, hope you're all recovered from that. I learned there's actually some other people in my house. They wanted to uh, speak with me and interact, which was uh, surprising. But you guys don't want to hear about our boring weekends. The reason you've come to listen to us today is to understand our opinions on the Minnesota Vikings. And I think it's only appropriate now we are back in the business end of the season to understand what's gone on and get our opinions on the season so far. So let's dive in. So as it is our first podcast, I think the only thing that is right to do is to review the season so far. Um, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, it's been exciting. The stuff happened. Uh, but if you could give it a one-word review, John, what would you be your one-word review of the Viking season so far? Typical. Typical Vikings. Media, mediocre, middle ground, never that great, never that good. Always putting you through the paces, don't they? I think some people would say that's an apt way of describing the season so far. Reese, have you got anything more positive? Not really. My word's um, inconsistent, which is, you know, pretty sums up. We we were poor to start the season defensively. We started 0-3, but the quarterback play was exceptional. Now the quarterback play is, you know, undesirable for obvious reasons. Uh, we've lost an MVP caliber quarterback, and we've got a quarterback still trying to learn the offense. We've got a rookie who... We don't know if he's going to get another shot. Um, you know, it's so hard to tell what's going to happen. Uh, but the, the inconsistency means that this team could go again on a three-game winning streak and no one should be surprised. You two negative Nancys. My, my word for the season is going to be better because I remember sitting down to watch the Vikings last season and uh, we won a couple of games and then got absolutely obliterated by the Eagles to the point where we weren't even in contention as a good team last season. And then we won another few games and I was all back on my high horse. And then we got absolutely obliterated by the Cowboys. And the games that we lost last year, we just weren't in contention with the big boys. Whereas this year, even though we've lost the games, there's some games there that I'm just convinced without the turnovers, we win. I mean, the Eagles game, we should have beat them guys. The Chiefs game, we should have beat them guys. I mean, the Chargers was just a a horrible non-spike decision at the end, but it shouldn't have come down to that. The Bucks we should have beat in week one. Uh, we should have beat the Bears last week. I couldn't believe that we'd travelled all that way and not seen a win um, at, the, at, at the Bank Stadium. But yeah, I'm going to use better. I'm going to go a bit positive and anything can happen between now and the end of the season. We might get Jaron Hall back. Uh, he might be an absolute superstar. We, we don't know. It's, it's uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm going to use the word better. Better's a fair assumption. Uh, defensively, 100 times better. Uh, the fact that we actually blitz now is such a, a welcome surprise. I mean... <laughs> As we saw on the trip, uh, there are times when blitzing 
doesn't help do you any favours. Blitzing on a a fourth and seven sometimes, or fourth and ten or whatever it was, sometimes you don't need to do that. Sometimes just, you know, let the quarterback who's only been able to complete screens all game throw another screen uh, and stop that. But, yeah, better's a fair point. It is a lot closer. There's a lot more closer games. Um, I feel we are a parallel with the Bills this season. If we're playing someone good, we play good. If we're playing someone terrible like the Bears, we are equally terrible. Uh, and that's Vikings football summed up for me this year. I would like to give a shout out to our rookies this year because our, our first two picks have been playing absolutely exceptional this year. Both, both would be both would be up for rookies of the year in their own category, defensive and offensive. I think Addison has been an absolute steal, and Mackay Blackman has really stepped up in Brian Flores's system. I think he really fits, and I think we've all seen the great improvement uh, in Brian Flores's defense since he's come in yeah i totally agree and from pre-season i've sung the praises of our uh, undrafted gem ivan pace jr i think um, to go from an undrafted rookie to what he did in pre-season to what he's doing now is just uh, a phenomenal leap and really i don't think he's getting the plaudits that he deserves but you're right uh, blackman's been incredible in a in a florist scheme that you think the defence couldn't have got any worse from last season, but this season they've been just a, a completely different animal. And the, the longer we can keep hold of Flores, the better, I think. It's been uh, yeah, it's been easy on the eyes. But uh, with the loss of Kirk, you've got to try and find the positives. And the experience of the first two games of the Pastronaut were exciting and got all our hopes back up again. The last two games were a bit of a damp squib. And I think that we might have something there, but I don't know. I want to see Jaron. I want to see what he can do. Uh, now he's back off concussion protocol. I'd like to see what we've got before the end of the season in that in uh, in that rookie and, and and see what we can get out of him. I mean, that's it. In the last two games, we've conceded one touchdown in our defence and we've lost both of them, unfortunately. But there's not much more the defence can do, really, at this point. You can only concede one touchdown in two games. You're doing your part of the job. We've cut, we've cut out and JJ out. We we all knew it wasn't going to be the end of the season wasn't going to be brilliant, didn't we? But it's it's good, it's good. And JJ's back now. That's what we wanted to see. You know, we've got our deep threat separation. He's back. Matson, I think he's getting better. It's been it's been a tough old season for him, but um, I think he is getting better. And uh, you know, sharing some reps with uh, Ty Chandler, I think our running game is getting better. But yeah, I think. I think we've got a long way to go, but uh, Reese, what do you think? I think that you're right. Everything's getting better um, and there's a long way to go. Judge John says this team does one thing and one thing all the time. And it's give you hope. And that that hurts sometimes because it's, it's very good at also taking away that hope just as quickly as you give you it. Yeah, I think uh, the next thing I should do is get a tattoo of the hope that kills you. Uh, somewhere on my body because uh, that tends to be what the Vikings do every season, which uh, is is exciting on some weeks and devastating on others. But yeah, full full season review so far. I think uh, I think we can all agree that we've been indifferent. We have been better. Um, we've been a bit mediocre in parts, but you know, let's not give up that positivity and let's see what we can do from now until the end of the season. For those of you that are new to the fan club, we are the official UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings fan club. Uh, all across the UK and Ireland, we 
huddle together on Sunday nights and uh, watch our team uh, take on everyone and everyone in the NFL. And what makes this club extra special is the people within it and some of the events that we set up. And what made this year especially special is that we got to take on our first trip to Minnesota and the US Bank Stadium to see the lads live against the Bears in Monday Night Football. Uh, John, I know that you and Tommy set up the club in 2015, always been your vision to get out to Minnesota. Do you want to just explain to us uh, how this this trip came about? Well, we've been planning the trip for as long as the club's been around, really. It was one of the first things me and Tommy wanted to do when we set up the club, try and get as many fans out there together and enjoy it together. But Obviously, COVID and then the Vikings playing over here a couple of times, we've just delayed it and delayed it. I think eventually getting out there and it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I can't, can't argue against that. It was uh, experience of a lifetime, I think we'll call it. Reese, I know that um, you enjoyed yourself being on the trip. Can you just uh, give us a bit of background going into the trip, how you were feeling before we got out there? Yeah, I think going into the trip, a lot of people were nervous not knowing anyone would they know anyone would they get on with everyone and immediately from the first moment we all met in the uh the weatherspoons at the at the heathrow airport terminal we all got on like wildfire we all knew this was going to be a great trip from that everyone became a very close-knit group which you know we're talking over a week later since we all landed back and the trip whatsapp is still you know buzzing so we've obviously got a great group of fans in the uk and yeah, I was absolutely delighted that we were able to have this, you know, adventure together. Nice, uh, nice drop of the uh, Witherspoons brand there, angling for a free breakfast, I can see. But yeah, I com- completely agree with all of that. Um, I was a bit nervous going into it, as I was uh, for the first meetup in Manchester, but welcomed with open, open arms. I, I cannot... I cannot speak highly enough of uh, of the, the members in our fan club and how welcoming everyone's been. You know, there's uh, there's there's been... A lot of information learned, a lot of game learned and all that sort of stuff. But the trip was just another level. Absolutely quality. I remember getting off that train, uh, playing in Minnesota and then um, straight over to the hotel. One thing that, that hits you immediately is how unbelievably cold it is out there. Full layers on. Using the Skywalk to get over to the Timberwolves game. We had enough time to get over to the Timberwolves game on Friday night, which was an absolute spectacle. Just about managed to stay awake for all four quarters. Uh, shame we didn't get the result, but uh, really amazing to see. I've always wanted to see an NBA game. So, uh, yeah, really, really fun to see. Um, and then all to bed up on the Saturday in the lobby for half past 10 to go see the Gophers game, which um, I've had on my bucket list for as, as long as I can remember going to see a college game. It's been uh, something I've really wanted to do. But, Reese, I know you're a massive Gophers fan. So how would you describe the experience? Uh, typical Gophers, to be honest. <laughs> it was... The tailgate was absolutely fantastic. Uh, we went to, I believe it was Sally's Bar for the tailgate. and Sally's Saloon, yeah. Sally's Saloon. Sally Saloon. And it was a phenomenal atmosphere. Uh, got chatting to a lot of the locals, enjoyed a lot of drinks, shared a drinks with a, a former D1 tight end. You know, former Wisconsin Badger, unfortunately, but wearing the correct colours on the day. Uh, so it was nice to, it was nice to have that experience. And of course, everyone was, once again, they sort of put us into a corner when we came in and said, oh, you English people go over there. But after that, it was a case of, you know, no, we're going to mingle. And we mingled very well. And we made our way down to the game, uh, spread out as we were, freezing cold. I can see why they say take an electric blanket with you, because I 
I've never experienced cold like that. Um, I think it got as low as minus 12 with the wind chill in the game, which was bonkers when you think about it. It wasn't the coldest we experienced out there, but it was it was up there. Um, <laughs> but the, tip, the experience itself for the game was typical golfers. It was a case of starting relatively well with this, this quarterback we've currently got. Um, but then it was taking so many sacks, not really doing much with the ball. Wisconsin sort of being able to stretch their legs in the later stages of the game. But we all hid in the pubs after, uh, in a hotel hotel lobby. So we all had good fun there. And, of course, the three of us went out and enjoyed some karaoke after. Yeah, less, uh, less mention about that, the better, I think. But, um, yeah, I can remember interacting with the locals all through the game, really. It was, it was first of all, it was a, oh, you're an English guy at the game. And then, oh, hang on a minute, there's 40 of you at the game. That's uh, that's pretty crazy. So, uh, I, I, we, we, you know, really, really warmly welcomed by the locals. And it needed to be warmly welcomed because it was blisteringly cold out there. Um, it was definitely a, a two pairs of socks, two pairs of gloves weather. But, uh, yeah, very warm welcome by the locals. And, and something I would uh, absolutely say to everyone, if you can experience a college game, go for it. Uh, yeah, really, really fun. Yeah, it was it was uh, definitely one of those two pairs of socks, two pairs of thermals, whatever you've got, and don't spill your beer because if you do spill your beer, it will freeze in your beard. Yeah, and I didn't realise the koozies, I think that's what they're called, the the, the little um, polystyrene things that you put around a beer, have, we had no use for them in the UK, absolutely no use whatsoever, but they come into their own when you're in the States because they do keep your hands warm when you be a cold, so... Um, if anyone's going out there, that's another top tip. Take a koozie out with you and, uh, and keep your beer cold. But uh, yeah, after the college game, it was straight on to Sunday. Sunday was a pretty magical day. We got to do the stadium tour. John, what was your experience in the stadium tour? It was absolutely amazing. Just the access they gave us was unbelievable. We were on the we were on the pitch. We got to see the entire stadium. We got to look into the, the locker room, didn't actually get to go into the locker room because they were setting up for the game day the next day. But yeah, we saw we saw them painting the pit, uh, painting the lines on the pitch and the Viking, the Viking in the middle. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing experience and once, a, once in a lifetime experience that I will not forget in a long time. Yeah, I think um, getting on the pitch was something incredibly special, getting to catch a touchdown in the end zone and kick a field goal and well I say kick a field goal I miss both of mine but um, getting the opportunity to try and kick a field goal I'll never criticise Greg the leg ever again because uh, now I know how difficult it is but uh, but yeah just a, a, an unbelievable experience really I will say I can criticise Greg the leg because I made a field goal which would have been good from a good 30 yards in a pair of Timberlands so it, 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 maybe it's just in the technique I mean, I've not got any video evidence of that, but I'll I'll take your word for it, Reese. Um, yeah, I I've think got, I, <laughs> I've got. Well, I was there and I witnessed it, and it would have okay. been from thirty yards. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you that one. We'll give you that one. And then after the stadium tour, uh, onto the museum. I found the museum pretty fascinating. I'm I'm a, uh, not a recent Vikings fan, but certainly the the really early '60s stuff and the Metrodome stuff was uh, you know big eye opener for me, and really good to get out there, see the training facility, and 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 have a squeeze around the museum, and of course exit through the gift shop and uh, buy a bit of merch. But uh, yeah, again, any fan that's that's in the area recommend going to that place and uh, and giving it a look, and then uh, quietly off off to bed again on the Sunday, and then up again for. Uh, Monday night football which was the spectacle we were really all there for and uh, again blisteringly cold day. Uh, Reese, did you manage to get a couple of beers in the tailgate before the game? 
I absolutely did. Uh, I just want to say a big thank you to the VWO, the Viking World Order, for inviting us along to their tailgate. Uh, that was you know, exceptional. The the atmosphere and how welcoming everyone was was brilliant. But also um, to give a special shout out to Aubrey Beeman and Robert Tate, two former Vikings players, legends. You know they are part of the Legends group, and they were so welcoming, so happy to talk to everyone who was there, just in a pub. I mean, you wouldn't really get that before, say, a Premier League game. You wouldn't probably see a former player in there before a game having a chat with everyone. It, it feels a bit, you know, alien, but the amount of time they spent talking to us, of course, Beeman uh, is a, you know, played in the Super Bowl for the Vikings in 1971. So it's crazy to have that, you know, that moment to talk with someone. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty pretty special. Uh, I wimped out of the VWO uh, tailgating experience. One, based on how absolutely blisteringly cold it was. Um, and two, the tailgate that, that us guys went to was much, much closer to the stadium. So I could uh, duck inside if I needed to. So uh, we got in an interview with CBS. Um, that was pretty special. There were, again, a lot of locals that were fascinated by the fact that uh, 40 British people had come over and have a look at the game. It's just... Uh, yeah, it's uh, pretty special, really. And John, did you enjoy the game? Did I enjoy that game? It it wasn't a classic. It wasn't a classic spectacle as it is. But did I enjoy being there and enjoy, enjoy the atmosphere around the game? It, well, I did, absolutely. It was absolutely brilliant. But the game itself wasn't a classic. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, I think... Um... Buying my TJ Hawkinson throwback jersey in the club shop before the game, and then uh, swapping into it at halftime. I, you think I'm really only going to get a very few opportunities to be in the Bank Stadium, so I'm a Jefferson jersey for the first half, and then my Hawkinson jersey for the second half, which I'm convinced was the reason that he's got a touchdown in the second half. And I was convinced that we were going to take away the game, but um, Justin Fields and his mob had other ideas, but echo exactly your thoughts, John. I think that was the uh, the absolute pinnacle of the trip. Just you'll never, ever be able to really describe the noise that generates within that stadium. And it really does feel like you're in the bow of a ship and you're really in it together. It's, uh, you know, an absolute spectacle. Um, the game itself was not a classic. Um, it was uh, a field goal kicking hell. But the experience is something you could you could never forget. And uh, fingers crossed, sometime in the future, we're going to be able to get that done again in the future. So um, next year, maybe not, maybe the year after, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. But keep your eyes on our social media feeds and uh, we'll hopefully get another one of those trips organised and hopefully take more Vikings fans out and, uh, and amaze more locals with uh, the, the turnout that we get. Well, it wouldn't be a Vikings conversation without thinking about who is going to be our quarterback next season. Obviously, we have um, had the terrible news that Kirk is out for the season, um, playing at an unbelievable level uh, in the games that he did play this season. Certainly, uh, giving the argument that uh, it could be in the MVP race. But we all knew that his uh, contract was up at the end of the season, which raised a load of questions. Um, But I do think it gives us the opportunity to look at what we've got in the camp. And uh, I've got to say, it, it was only a glimpse that we saw of the man, but I would love to see what we've got in Jaron Hall uh, from now until the end of the season. I think I think Josh Jobs has done an admirable job coming in and uh, securing our uh, playoff uh, hopes from now until the end of the seasons. Two and two, uh, you can't complain really too much about that. 
but uh, he really is, I think, only playing because Jaron got that concussion in the game um, that he he did start and did play. And I really do think that we have to see what we've got in that player. Um, if we're thinking about all of our options being open, we need to know what we've got. And, you know, he took over at, uh, from Zach Wilson at uh, BYU. Um, I think I could have taken over from Zach Wilson, if I was honest. But um, he managed to get himself 31 touchdowns thrown in his, in his last season, uh, rushed for over 300 yards. I think it's been a... Um, it's been a it, it's been an interesting um, observation to see what we look like with a, a mobile quarterback behind the O line, and it does give us some different options. I think uh, when you've got someone as accurate as Kirk, you don't need to be as mobile. But um, we've uh, we've definitely seen that option now. And uh, against the Bears, you also see what having a non-accurate quarterback gives you as well. So um, I would like to see Jaron Hall uh, play some games towards the end of the season, see if he can get us into those playoff positions and uh and, and see what we've got but uh john i know you've got a slightly different of opinion um what do you think we should be going with next season oh well i personally think kurt's done no wrong i mean he he's always been consistent and now you now you see what the team is without him it shows you you miss the consistency of kurt cousins he he's not one that's going to go out there and lose you a game He's not one that's going to go out there and throw four interceptions or something something silly like that constantly. He might have a bad game in that now and then, but he's not going to constantly lose you games. But he's not a young man anymore. But I think if we can get him on a team-friendly deal, on a one-year contract, definitely something we should be looking at. Because I think Kurt would definitely be up for a team-friendly contract now. He's had this injury. He's not the. He's not a spring chicken, and I think he just loves the Minnesota Minnesotan people. So maybe have him in in front of a rookie this year and uh, uh, next year, and uh, we'll see how that works out. Because he, I think Kurt's the perfect quarterback for for a rookie to learn behind. He'll love that. I think. Yeah, it does feel a little bit unfinished business, doesn't it, with Kirk? Um, I know uh, Kevin O'Connell was singing his praises when he got injured and and saying how much the quarterback room would miss him, seeing how much the team would miss him. And it was almost sounding a bit of a done deal that he was going to come back next year. But um, there is a third option out there. And, and Reese, I know you've been doing some research on some college players, so uh, I'd be interested to understand what you think we should do next year. Yeah, so i got to say the Kirk Cousins re-sign a team-friendly deal, it's an appealing one because you've got you've got that option there of someone who's been stable in the past, but we also, we don't know what Kurt's going to be like coming back off an injury. Uh, he's never had a long-term injury before, not through college, not through pro career, so it's it's hard to tell how he's going to react, how quickly he's going to get sharp. Jaron Hall, I liked what I saw, the short glimpse, but at the same time, there's an issue there with the arm strength that was flagged up from his close scouting report. And it's the same issue we've got with Josh Jobs now. He just didn't have that bit of zip on the ball that you need. And that's that's my worry with Jaron Hall. So what I'll take you to is uh, the PFF recent, most recent mock draft had the Vikings taking Bo Nix. Bo Nix um, is an intriguing prospect. Uh, there are many rookie quarterbacks the Vikings to go for, and I could talk for a while about each of them. Uh, but what I'm going to go for is, I'm today going to focus on Bo Nix. Um, he's got good mobility for his uh, for his stature. He's not someone who's easy to bring down. He likes to keep his eyes downfield. Um, 
his deep passing and medium passing is a lot stronger than his short passing. Um, but of course, the short passing game is a lot easier to coach into someone than the long passing. It's a a bit of a Josh Allen sort of thing that you sort of come into as a fresh player. With rookie quarterbacks, of course, they all have their weaknesses. And Bo Nix, of course, is no exception to that rule. Uh, of course, his transfer to Oregon has steadied out a lot more since going there. But at Auburn, he struggled when, you know, he didn't have the talent around him. He sort of tried to put the team on his back and it, it caused issues. You know, it was inconsistent. It, it was frustrating for an Auburn fan if you were to be watching Bo Nix because you wouldn't be able to enjoy it all because there'd be so many frustrating moments. But that's weakness there is why I think the Vikings are the ideal fit for Bo Nix and why Bo Nix is the ideal fit for the Vikings because I can't think of a better situation in the NFL for a player to walk into. You've got an outstanding offensive line in front of you which you know, held the 49ers of all teams to no sacks. You've got weapons in JJ, in TJ, in Jordan Addison that are all you know, exciting. You can look at the backfield and go, well, what's what's there at the moment? It's inconsistent. I don't know if Madison will be the one they ride with next season. I've seen bits I like from Ty Chandler. I've seen bits I don't like from Ty Chandler. So it's very hard to you know, say where the running back situation is going to be. And I think the running back situation is the only thing that stops the Vikings going for a rookie quarterback next in this draft. Because if you haven't got a running back who can be consistent in taking the load off of you as a quarterback, that's the only reason I can see a rookie quarterback faltering for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, interesting opinion. Um, I mean, there is that little bit of cap space we've got next year. I wonder if there's a running back coming out in free agency. We could take a veteran. Um, it'd be it'd be interesting to see what we happen next year. I think, I mean, I like the idea just because Bo Nix is one of the coolest names in the world, especially for someone this side of the pond in the UK and I and an island because it's not you don't catch a guy called Bo every every time you walk down the street. But uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, I, I still think we've got to find out what we've got in Jaron Hall, but I could totally understand us getting getting Kirk on another year. Like I say, bit of unfinished business. It'd be exciting, wouldn't it, to, to draft a, a quarterback as a as an early draft pick and, and see what they can come in and do. Um, the world is our oyster. And like you say, Reese, I think with the team playing with it like it is at the moment, the O-line has just gone from strength to strength. The weapons that we've got, it is the ideal place for someone to come in and seal the deal and, uh, and take us to the promised land. So, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what happens next year. Well, that is all we've got time for. Thank you very much for joining us on our very first UK and Ireland Minnesota Vikings podcast. Um, I've really enjoyed myself. I love talking about the Vikings. Uh, quick note before we go, the Bengals game just before Christmas. Reese, tell us what's happening for that game. So there will be a official Vikings watch party um, again for the game against the Cincinnati Bengals. It takes place on Saturday the 16th of December. It's a 6pm kickoff and it's taking place at Broadleaf, Old Broad Street in London. It's a five-minute walk from Liverpool Street Station, so very easy for everyone to get to. Um, I might be mistaken, but I believe it's where the 49ers fan club held a event recently um, for their watch party, and you can get some good numbers there. So hopefully we can beat the 49ers twice this season, get a better turnout in London than they did. 
That's what we like to hear. Uh, yeah, I went to the uh, official meetup in Manchester, which was uh, an unbelievable night. Really great to get together with people. Uh, we had people there that we'd never met before, that we'd never seen before. Hopefully, um, that'll encourage people to come again because, uh, yeah, we really enjoyed ourselves. Always always good that we win as well. So we won in Manchester against the Saints. But uh, quick one just before we go. We've got the Raiders at the weekend in Las Vegas. Uh, I've got a couple of fan members going out to that game. Uh, shout out to Jess if you could uh, give as much noise for us guys out there as possible and make up for the fan club. That'd be great. John, what do you think? Win, lose or draw? Up against the Raiders this weekend, I think we've got this all day long. So I think you've got to bet on the Vikings since we're in Vegas. Brave man to bet on the Vikings at the minute, mate. And Reese, what do you think? Win, lose or draw? We're in Vegas. Uh, if you're going to put a crazy bet on something and <laughs> this Viking season's gone, I honestly wouldn't count out a tie. Uh, it could be one of those ones. I mean, if Josh Dobbs starts, I think a tie is genuinely a possibility. But with Jaron Hall, I think uh, there's more of a chance of winning the game. So uh, oh, I don't like saying Vikings win because it always means that we don't. But I'm I'm edging Vikings winning by less than a field goal. Less than a field goal. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to go for a Vikings win. I think uh, the Raiders have been the ultimate Jekyll and Hyde team this year. Uh, hopefully Hyde turns up on this one and uh, we can get the victory. I'm uh, I'm pretty confident in this, but uh, yeah, we know what confidence did. So yeah, if we're going to go to the, the party in the desert, let, might as well come away eating some sprinkles. So uh, yeah, let's go for a Vikings win. Uh, again, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Um, keep listening out and we'll uh, see you next week. Cheers. Tra. Goodbye. Thanks for listening.